Hey there, true listeners. This is Kyle from the Longbox Cast, and you're listening to another great Four Ride Radio podcast. For more great shows, check out fourrideradio.com. And while you're at it, check out our Facebook page at facebook.com slash longboxcast. A swing and a belt. Left field. Way back. Blue Jays win it. The Blue Jays are World Series champions. Celebration starts. The New Jersey Devils for the third time in their history have won the Stanley Cup. The Devils three. The Ducks nothing. Devils Stanley Cup champions. Right through. A pick up by Steve Gleason. It is scooped and scored by Curtis DeLoach. Hi, welcome to Bob Park Bros. That's the show weird. about sports. That's right. That's Tom. I'm Mike, and back in studio with us for the first time in 13 years. Our long national nightmare is over. David, here I am, back again. David's back. Which means Tell a friend. Which means no microphone for Eric today. He's so waiting. That is uh, good news for all of you. I haven't. When was the last time I was here? It's Episode. been like three or four weeks. Um, the one before the Super Bowl, I believe. I don't even know if I was here for that. Or were you here for the Super Bowl? What? We didn't do one the week before the Super Bowl. Oh, that's right. Because I was too sick. Well, there you go. The one before that. Maybe. Who knows? Ages and ages ago. In other news. Oh, yeah, I did the rundown this time. Tom hey, let's take that again. Tom didn't ruin it. In other news. Tom didn't ruin it. Uh, we're going to start off in the world of college basketball. Gasp. <laughs> that was... I had to hiccup, that too. That sounded so. like it hurt. Man, that just... How do you do that all the time? I don't... I am a magician. He eats like crap. The uh, <laughs> no, the amazing thing is, in this in the entire run of this show, he has not had a hiccup fit on, on the show. I was going to uh, look something up for college basketball. You know what I Googled? Sports. It <laughs> works. I, I wasn't even thinking. I just wrote. It's been a while. He needs to get He needs to get his footing. What is sport? Uh, I'm going to read about this and quite. then I'll get back to you. All right. Um, so we're going to talk about uh, UCLA guard Lonzo Ball. Uh, not so much him, although he is averaging 14.8 points per game, 6.2 rebounds, and 7.6 assists. Uh, so he is having a very good year. Uh, but we're actually going to talk about his father, LeVar Ball. Um, he's made some headlines recently uh, saying that Lonzo will only play for the Lakers. <laughs> why? Those are his exact words. Why would you want that? Um, yeah, n- yeah. number one, why, who wants to do that right now? They're one of the worst teams in the league. Uh, number two, there's this little thing called the draft. Uh-huh. Yeah. And number three... Uh, LeVar, you're embarrassing your son. Yeah, that is embarrassing. This, this is just a silly thing. Um, um, you sound like Archie Manning, and you never want to sound like Archie but Manning. He, he said that he, he didn't mean that his son would only play for the Lakers. He just said it to try and will it to happen. Yeah. Well, but Good th- luck. This comes on the heels. Uh, he was asked if he thought that his son could ever be as good as Steph Curry. And his response to that was, quote, heck no, he gun be better than Steph Curry in the NBA, end quote. So, yes. No, he's going to be better. Oh. He's not going to be as good. There will never be a he's point be when better. he is as good as Steph. He will be worse than him and then suddenly better than him. 
Yeah. Um, okay. This that guy. Happens. This guy needs to just take a step back and let his son have his own career. Yeah, he's already kind of stealing his kid's spotlight there. Yeah. Um. I, I feel. I feel bad for Lonzo Ball because he's good at what he does, and he's. This is not his personality. He's a quiet, laid back yeah. kid. All he wants to do is play basketball. That's it. And he strikes me as the kind of kid who, no matter where he gets drafted, he's going to be fine going to that city and suiting up. Unless it's uh, to, I don't know, Schenectady, New York, because they don't even have a team. Mm-hmm. If he mm-hmm. got drafted by them, he'd be pretty upset, I think. Or well, Abu Considering Dhabi. they don't get a pick in the draft, I think he'll be okay. Or Abu Dhabi. Are you sure, though? Yes, I'm sure. Okay. I don't know how the NBA draft works. Uh, the same way every other pro sports draft worked, Tom. Yeah, here's exactly how it works. I don't watch it. Yeah. I don't watch it, and I look at names on a list later on. Oh. Mr. Fancy Pants with a list. Lists are sweet, though. I have a list right here. He does. Um, I have a list, and you're on it. What? You're not supposed to talk about that list. Well, now he knows. It's not my Fight Club list. You're not supposed to. Are you really screwed up now. How close are we to um, March Madness? Is that in March? Oh, it is February 27th, so yeah. I'd say we're probably just a couple days couple away. Day, a couple days away. <laughs> okay. Um, I believe brackets should be out in the next two weeks. Um, they'll start out, you know, they'll announce the teams and everything after the, uh, on the office. Is this March Madness? <laughs> no, that's in March. <laughs> that's right, folks. It's almost time to start caring about college basketball. Yep. Yeah. Oh, until then, we're going to talk about the NBA and we're going to talk about the Warriors because people don't talk about them enough. That's a good movie. <clears throat> um, the Warriors on Saturday night beat the Nets and clinched the playoff uh, clinched a playoff spot for themselves. Uh, fastest team in NBA history to clinch a playoff spot. Uh, they tied their own record in games at 58. They did that last year as well, uh, but they did it two days quicker this year. And they they clinched a spot in the NHL too. <laughs> That's how fast they were. Yeah. Oh. So here's my notes for for this one. Surprise! 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 <laughs> yeah. Um, they are, uh, they're 49 and nine, um, eight and two over the last 10. They got a four game lead on San Antonio in the West and an eight game lead on Houston. Um, just looking through the standings. I think, uh, those, those teams are pretty well set how they're going to finish. I don't envision Houston catching San Antonio or San Antonio catching Golden State. Um, down at the bottom, it gets a little bit interesting. Uh, you have Denver at 26 and 33, who David and I are about to see tomorrow. Yep. In Chicago. In Chicago. Um, uh, they are eight games back of Oklahoma City for seventh, so it looks like they're not going to make up that ground. I don't know. Um, they are a game up on Sacramento, who uh, <laughs> you know, just got rid of just got rid of Demarcus Cousins. Um, and Sacramento's half a game up on Portland, and a f- uh, they're a full game up on Dallas. New Orleans, who everybody thought might make a push, is zero and three since trading for Cousins. Not bad. Uh, although last night uh, he put up 31 points and 10 rebounds in 22 minutes because he got ejected after fouling out. Why did he do that? Whoops. Um, well, if they'd have, if they'd have kept him in, he could have had a triple double with uh, with fouls. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, the rules say you have to leave after six. I know, but rules are crap. Uh, rules are dumb. He did pick up his 18th technical foul of the year after 32 seconds last night. Did he punch a guy? Um, Did he punch a ref? So this means he'll have to serve a mandatory one-game suspension unless the technical foul is rescinded. Did he call a ref a fart pooper? No, he did not. Um, In that game, Russell Westbrook got his 29th triple-double of the season with 41 points, 11 boards, and 11 assists. He has 29 triple-doubles this year, 23 games left. I've had 29 double cheeseburgers this year. And he needs... 
That's not good. He needs 13 triple-doubles to break the all-time record for triple-doubles in a season, uh, told by Oscar Robinson in 1961-62 season. Um, So you're saying this guy's pretty good. Oh, yeah. He's two games back at number two, which is Will in the 73-74 season. He had 31. Um, I think there's a decent chance he could... He could challenge Robin Robertson's. Yeah, so he got he's, he's got thirteen with twenty three games left. Um, yeah, I think he can. He's he's done it. He'll have to go on a bit of a. I guess you can't say hot streak because yeah, the entire, entire season yeah. has been a hot streak. But if he picks up the pace of just a little bit, you know, scores like more. Well, he, doesn't need to, he doesn't need to score more. It's the assists and rebounds where he's hovering right around ten every game. He's getting his twenty a game. Well, then he needs to throw the ball to somebody else. Yeah, Throw the ball. Uh, over in the East, uh, like I said, David and I are going to see Chicago tomorrow. They're locked into the sixth seed right now um, by virtue of head-to-head tiebreaker over Indiana. Uh, both teams are 30-29. and 29. Uh, Going in opposite directions, though, Chicago's 6-4 and four in their last 10. Indiana's 3-7. and seven. Um, Detroit is in the eighth seed. We just saw them not that long ago. Uh, Wait, so up you, at the palace. You're saying that I might actually get to see a team that goes to the playoffs? Yeah, <laughs> neat. That's amazing. You saw that the first time you saw a basketball game. You too. saw the Spurs, dude. Yeah, I know, but this is the Pistons, uh, who are bad. They are only a game up on Miami. Uh, Miami's eight and two over their last ten. And just behind them is Milwaukee, twenty six and thirty one, five and five over the last ten. So the bottom of these conferences uh, should have some pretty good races. Well, the middle, because if you look well, at the, the very bottom, well, I'm the bottom of the playoff tree. Um, they should have some pretty good races coming down the stretch. Uh, I'm pretty excited that we're going to get to see the Bulls tomorrow. Um, see, uh, Dwayne Wade missed out on a triple-double because a teammate ripped the rebound out of his hand. Yeah. That's mean. That's yeah. Awesome. He didn't. He had no idea. Is um, it going to snow tomorrow? Uh, you know, I have no idea. You better not. Um, I think it's supposed to be like 60 tomorrow. That doesn't mean anything anymore. Yeah. It's going to be 60 and it's going to snow. Those are, those are just numbers. <laughs> nothing matters. Nothing. There's no way to predict anything anymore, as we've seen. Yes. Uh, it's going to be 60 and raining upward. Yep. But snow will be coming down. They don't call it the upwards raining city with snow coming down for nothing, Tom. You're right, they don't. Moving on. My God, I forgot all about that. Yeah, because I haven't been here. I've only watched one sport since the Super Bowl, and that was the game we went to. <laughs> oh, Just so everyone knows. I have so, no idea what's going on. We're going to cover something that isn't a sport. Oh, good. The Daytona 500. Uh, David and I have had an argument about this before, and I've I've really gotten under the skin of my friend Josh with this argument because I say that auto racing is not a sport, but I do I do say that these guys are athletes because you have to be in pretty good condition to be able to do this. The endurance and I watched the first and final laps of that truck race the other day. Oh yeah, because <laughs> there was an accident in each. Nice. I'm sorry, man. I can't watch. I just, I honestly can't watch cars do ovals. They're, um, they have to do a barrel roll for me to get interested. Well, there were quite a few accidents in the 500 yesterday. Um, or any spectacular? Yeah, there was uh, one pretty good one. The guy was missing. I'll look it up. Half his, uh, half the front end of his car. Um, I don't think anybody flipped, but a lot of, lot of wreckage. So I did see that. Uh, uh, Universally liked fan favorite Dale Earnhardt Jr. Uh, crashed and, and yep. ended up in yeah. 37th. I'm, yeah, oh, yeah, we're, we're going to get into few that people, in a minute. A few people did that. Um, so Kurt Busch was the winner. Uh, his number 41 Ford Fusion. Um, he started eighth and only led for one lap. He uh, <laughs> he passed Kyle Larson on the last lap. 
Maybe they um, should just uh, make the race one lap. Larson and Mark, Larson and Martin Truex Jr. had overtaken Chase Elliott, uh, who had been leading for a little over 20 laps uh, going into the final three laps. He ran out of fuel. Yeah, they do that a lot. They didn't have they didn't have any cautions or anything uh, down the stretch, so guys were just pushing it as far as they could. And Chase Elliott ran out of fuel. He led 39 laps on the day. Um, good for second most behind Kevin Harvick, who led for 50. So I thought those Ford Fusions got good gas um, mileage. And well, I don't know what uh, I don't know what Chase Elliott drives. Oh, um, what number is he? 24. All right, I'm watching highlights. I'll let you know. He, I'm watching just crash highlights. He I'll did. You know. um, he did start from the pole. Um, it was a very disappointing end for him. He he that was, was looking just to pay good for college though. He was looking good uh, down the stretch. Uh, Bush's win broke the record for fewest laps led. While winning the Daytona 500, uh, the previous record was Jamie McMurray in 2010, led for only two laps. Well, I don't think anyone's going to break it anytime soon. No, I don't think so. Until they stop racing Um, and somebody is just declared the winner. Right. Uh, Ryan Blaney finished second. A.J. Allmendinger finished third. (laughs) I love that name. Eric uh, Almirola. This M&M's car is getting wrecked. Uh... (laughs) Paul Menard finished in fifth, and Joey Logano finished in sixth. Um, so, yeah, this was just a comedy of errors by these drivers. Um, notable notable drivers who finished laps down or did not finish. Uh, Elliot Sadler, Ryan Newman, Kevin Harvick all finished multiple, uh, multiple laps down. Uh, Denny Hamlin, who won last year, finished one lap down. And favorites to win the race, uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr., Brad Keselowski, and Jimmy Johnson did not finish. Uh, all wrecked around uh, between 100 and 150 laps. Um, also not finishing, Jamie McMurray, Clint Boyer, Danica Patrick, uh, Kyle Busch, and Matt Kenseth. Kyle Busch drove this M&M's car. I just watched go sideways. That was fun. Yep. Um, a lot of smoke. Um, that just goes to show you, kids, don't crash. Right. Um, NASCAR is doing something kind of interesting this year. Uh, they're doing stages. You get points when you lead the most laps during a stage. So for this... The first 60 laps, if you led the most laps in the 60, you got bonus points in the standings. Already lost me. Keep going. Um, it's math. You should <laughs> Kyle Kyle Busch led the most laps in the first 60 laps, so he got 10 points in the standings. And Kevin Harvick led the most laps in the next 60, So and he got a, 10 points in the standings. So theoretically, a guy who doesn't win could end up with more points? No, he cannot get, he cannot get more points than the winner. Um, it's not set up so that he can get more points for the winner. Math usually does winner. make things more fun, but car racing is one of the exceptions. Yeah, they're they're doing the same thing they did when they added the you know chase for the cup or whatever a couple years back. They you know they get to a point where you know who the winner is five races from the end of the season. So what's the point? Auto racing is basically the XFL now. I think right. that they should. I was just gonna say I think that they should all line up. And drive toward the start-finish line to see who gets the pole. Yep, like a 20-lane-wide thing, <laughs> yeah. however many stupid cars there are. Well, there's, there's uh, I think, 43 Screw that. cars. I don't know why there's 43. It was and I don't 40. Know. It was 40? Hmm. I don't know why 43 sticks in my head. Um, so just 20 each way. Yeah. Coming straight at each other. Oh, like a Red Rover. Yeah. I mean, awesome. That, that would make some excitement. Uh, I suppose. And a much shorter race. Make for a lot of death, too. Well, I only watch it for the crashes, say say many, many people. Speaking of death, um, 
obviously, you know, Dale Earnhardt so many years ago died at the Daytona 500. Um, his grandson, Jeffrey, raced in the Daytona 500 yesterday. Oh. His first appearance. He didn't uh, die, though. He did not. He did not finish. All right. That was an awkward segue. It was. Uh, but I segued, you know. From, Speaking of death, this from, kid didn't die. From that, no, but Dale Earnhardt did. No, I get it. Yeah. It just. <laughs> oh, yes, I know. <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, his first Daytona 500, and uh, he did not finish. He failed miserably. Because, his first and his last. Because because no one finished this race. It just, I mean, it was a compelling finish because of the guy, because of Bush overtaking uh, Larson on the uh, final lap. But leading up to that point, it's like, I don't know any of these guys at all. Yeah. Like, I know Earnhardt, I know Jimmy Johnson, I know these, those are the guys I want to see in the race. Uh, it was it was very disappointing when I got home and I flipped it on and they were all out of the race. Well, maybe you should not want them to be in the race mm-hmm. so that we can get these new young kids, stars and, and such. No. So that later you'll want them in the race while these other new kids are, are trying to come up and win. No, mm-hmm. not at all. Oh, God. Not even close. Sorry. That's, that's the way sports work. No. That's the way sport work. This isn't a sport, Tom. Moving on. Yeah, we spent way too long on this. You spent way too long on this. I was napping. Yeah, way to go, Tom. Uh, We had a couple of pretty big trades in the NHL last night. We had a couple of trades in the NHL last (laughs) The one was big. I would say they were both medium to large-sized trades. Yeah. Well, I think what uh, if you wear if you wear uh, new era caps? Yeah, um, or if we're going by the egg grading system, I, I'd say these were uh, large grade A. Okay, that works. Uh, I I think they were both pretty big. Uh, it showed that Minnesota <coughs> is not screwing around with this first place. One of the players was really big. Yes, Ben Bishop. He's tall. Yeah, yeah. Um, tall man. See, I, I think it, I think that trade is a big trade because it shows us that Quick is not fully healed. Or yeah. it shows us that they're trying to. Uh, flip they're gonna flip one of them i think yeah maybe who knows if they if they uh well bishop's on an expiring contract right so they might try to uh have him be the guy that the uh las vegas team takes but no he wouldn't be available for them to take his contract would be expired he is no longer property of the team so then they're going to try and trade him for somebody else that's the only reason i can think of I think they got to bring him, him in. I think they got him to make a playoff push because they know that Quick isn't a hundred percent. Yeah, I think so. That's that. That I think is the most likely reason to bring him in. I mean, they're three, you need a goalie. They're three points back at St. Louis right now for the eight seed. Who is their goalie, anyways? It was Peter Budai, but oh, they yeah. traded him over. I don't know why they would trade him. He was doing a fine job because they probably would have lost him anyway. Then with the expansion draft. Yeah, but if if they're if they only got Ben Bishop. To make a push for the playoffs because they knew that they would lose him regardless. Why Why did they make the trade when Peter Bedai was doing fine? And, you know, whether or not they're going to lose him after that, Jonathan Quick will be healthy next season. Because if you can re-sign Bishop, why not have Bishop and Quick? You're not going to be able to re-sign Bishop for a number that would uh, mesh with the rest of your team. You never know. Tom always knows. You don't know what the, you don't know what the cap's going to be next year. You don't know who they're going to lose in the expansion draft. I I, I do know that uh, Jonathan Quick and and uh, and Ben Bishop are two of the three Vesna finalists from last year. Both would want to be the number one goalie. I don't know that uh, either one would uh, agree to stay on with the other one there. Yeah, that part is true. That, neither, yeah, neither of those guys would want to take a back seat to right. the other. But if splitting time meant a cup for Bishop, I think Bishop's aim is is to uh, 
now that he's been traded, it's to get the Kings to the Cup, win it, and probably go somewhere else for a big contract. Oh, and I, I agree with that. I do think that that's what's going to happen. But yeah, that's from, the most likely trajectory. But from L.A.'s point of view, they made this deal because they want Ben Bishop to be a king. Well, you know, that's what the negotiations are for. Right. So, you know, everybody has what they want to get out of it. And, yeah, I do think that ultimately Bishop leads, you know, leads them to the playoffs and then goes and signs somewhere else. You know, where that is could be, you know, one of a dozen different goalie needy teams also um somebody on the twitter had posited that uh the kings traded for ben bishop so that the flames couldn't that seems like an awful lot to give up just to keep honestly i don't think they gave up that much they did give up their backup goalie who you know but other than that they uh traded away Cernak, who is a middling defenseman at best and a couple of picks but they did get a pick coming back yeah I don't know. I don't. I don't like playing that game of getting a guy just to keep him away from somebody. That's not. I don't know. <coughs> Do things because it makes your team better. It does make their team better. It, well, it does by comparison. Right, well, uh, the other trade, uh, Martin Hansel going to Minnesota. Um, he's got. I don't know. This one kind of confused me a little bit. Um, he's got 16 goals, 10 assists on the year, negative 15, but that has a lot to do with the fact that he plays in Arizona. Uh, he's only got eight, uh, power play points this season. If you made this trade last year, it's a no brainer slam dunk. Um, but, uh, this year seems like he's a little on the low end. There's, well, there's also always the change of scenery factor. Right. Um, and I think the fact that they also got, um, what was his name? Carter something. The uh, they got another center in the deal. So, uh, Carter White, yeah. Ryan White. I'm Ryan sorry, White. Ryan White. Yeah. The Wild have a player named Ryan Carter. That's what got me mixed up. Gotcha. gotcha. And what did they send back to Arizona? Uh, well, they got Hansel White and a fourth round pick in this year's draft. They sent their first round pick this year, a second round pick in 18, and a fourth round, a conditional fourth round pick in 19. And a minor league forward. The fourth round, what, becomes a third round pick if they advance in the playoffs two rounds? Uh, yes. No, it's a third round pick if they win the first round. It's oh, a man. second round pick if they win two rounds. Gotcha. This stuff so exciting. Um, <clears throat> and I think it's a good move for the Wild for one reason. They have shown a win-now mentality for this season, and I think this season is really the first season of, of their uh, window to the Stanley Cup being open. Yeah. All the pieces have fallen into place here. Parisi and Suter are finally maybe playing like they're worth $200 million. Yeah. How dare you speak his name? <laughs> uh, they're playing at a, at a high level. They're getting help from everyone. And I think that the, the window to win the Stanley Cup for them is only two to three years because Parisi and Suter are 32 each. Yeah. So they're getting up there. Um, Couple old they, farts. They may still be in their prime. You know, but they are on the wrong side of 30. Yeah. And so it's got to be win now for the Wild for the next couple of years. Right. And then they can worry about, you know, their young guys. I definitely agree with all that. I think, uh, you know, coming out of the West, their only their only real challenge look like it looks like it's going to be Chicago right now. Yeah. And um, uh, they're doing quite well. Yeah. Which uh, you got power rankings put together for us this week, right? Yes, I do. All right. Flip to that page. Ooh, Tom's going old school with a notebook and everything. It's crazy. It's easier than trying to do everything on a phone. Yeah, that's why I have the tablet. Mr. Fancy Pants. I didn't prepare at all. It's easier than any of that. That's that's true. 
we didn't do a uh we probably should have kicked this off with a tribute to bill paxton you know yeah dennis paxman has bill paxton been any big sports movies uh hmm i don't i don't think so think anyway so. he was a really good actor a really fun fun really fun dude yeah he was a cool guy so I I do like I well I do like a lot of his movies and I like a lot of Bill Pullman's movies and I like a lot of Dennis Quaid's movies. Yeah. And I do think that you can take any one of them and rotate them yeah. into the other one's career and nothing in the world would have changed. Yeah. So I I saw on the internet a story about how a bunch of storm hunters in like Kansas and Oklahoma yeah got together at, on 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 Facebook and they uh spelled out BP. Oh, that's awesome. By checking into their various uh Yeah, that's really cool. monitoring websites and whatnot. Bill Paxton obviously known for uh Twister yeah. among many other films. Um, so you know how many uh you know how many degrees from uh Bill Paxton Tom and I are just from credited appearances in films? 3. Nice. <laughs> Between me and Bill Paxton there are only two actors. He is the only Axters? actor yep. he, he is the only actor in history to be killed by an alien, yep. a predator, predator, and a terminator. Yep. I think there are two. Yeah, there was there are a, two. Yeah, yep, there are two. There are two? I can't forget. From I can't remember the, uh, the other one's Richardson name. or something. I'll look it up. But anyways, yeah. So that's pretty cool. We're three degrees from a lot of people. It's kind of messed up. Yeah. <laughs> We're th- I'm three degrees from George Burns. Not even kidding. We're three degrees from Paul Newman. That's true. He'll be on the show. Um, he's been famously dead for a decade. no. I meant George Burns. He's been famously <laughs> dead for three decades. <laughs> you know what movie we're uh, connected through with George Burns? What's that one? Oh God. <laughs> The movie, Oh God. Oh God. Speaking of hockey. <laughs> Number 10. <coughs> the San Jose Sharks. Yes. They've, it's not that surprising. I know. They've fallen from my previous rankings a couple of weeks ago. Uh, they're 4-1-5 and five in their last 10. They are in first place in the Pacific, but only because they're in the Pacific. As we've discussed before. That's, uh, I mean, they're a pretty good team. Just there's a lot of good teams ahead of them. Um, Pete DeBoer's a fine coach. DeBooger. Yes. Pete DeBooger, as they called him in New Jersey. No, it was just one, that one guy on, on the comments section. Everyone in New Jersey called him Pete DeBooger. That, that one, uh, that was always one of my favorites because it used to annoy Tom. And uh, one time a guy on a message board called Troy Palomalu, uh, Troy Pilapupu. Oh. Which I love Troy Palomalu, but it still made me laugh because I, inside everyone's just, five years old. I just don't get the, the toilet humor. <laughs> I mean, I do get it. I think it's hilarious, but I don't. I don't get why you would call a person a pile of poo poo. Number nine, the Boston Bruins. That low, huh? I hate the Bruins. They came on strong towards the end of their uh, pre-break season. Then they had their five-game break, and they have come on strong since they've come back from that. One of the few teams to do so. Yeah. Most teams come back and slump for the first week or two after their five gra- five-day break. Well, I think they were still riding the high of the coaching change because that's really when the uh when the sort of comeback started. <clears throat> they're uh, they're 7 and 3 in their last 10. It's really kind of amazing that they were able to come back from being in a playoff spot and firing their coach to continuing to be in a playoff spot. Well, the fact that they they're probably going to challenge for the Atlantic by the end of the season. It is just a four-point race for the for the top 3 teams right now. Um I still think that it'll end up being the Senators, 
but what I, winning the division? Yeah, yeah. I tend to agree. Yeah, with if you Montre- too. yeah, if Montreal doesn't pull it together, they're two what, ga- they're two games back with two games in hand. Yeah, when Mike Hoffman, points, Bobby so. Ryan, and Mark Stone are all back, I mean Ottawa dropped a couple games there because of those injuries, but right. But even even still, they they haven't played poorly. Yeah, they still play pretty well. Well, um, get, getting Anderson back. Anderson's back. He's doing great. Love him. He only let in one yesterday, I think. And and Florida. it sounds like things are going well with his wife too. Oh, that's um, good. So hopefully it continues, and you know she makes a full recovery. But it's good to see him back. Number eight, the Nashville Predators. What? They've also sort of come on strong lately. Um, they're making a push. They're in uh, third in in yes, the uh, third in the central. central. They have no chance of catching Minnesota or Chicago. Though. No, but I mean they're definitely very likely to make the playoffs at this point. Um, yeah. If they can hold on there, they'll probably be the eighth seed. I think they they do have a big enough cushion over St. Louis that even if they drop out of the central race, they're still ahead of them in the wild card. So. Right. <clears throat> yeah, they're you know six three and one in their last ten. Um, Pekka Rene, of course, always an impeccable goalie. Screw you, Tom. Um, yeah, I mean, they're playing well of late, and so I bumped them up into my rankings. Number seven? The Ottawa Senators. That low, huh? Uh, Just based on their overall position. Like that time in, I actually meant in, it. <laughs> based on their overall position in, in the uh, in like the full league standings. Yeah, I'd have, them, I'd have them a little low, too, honestly. Especially with all the teams that are up there. Right. Yeah, at the top. Yeah, it's, they're it's, not... Right now, it's kind of hard to move anyone into the top five. Yeah, Ottawa's not killing it like they were. So if they get back to killing it, then they'll bump up. But they're not killing it. They're getting by right now. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I... They still have more one-goal game wins than I think anybody in the world. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think, uh, yeah, uh, in my last rankings, I had them at number 10. So they're moving up but yeah. <coughs> by virtue of some of the lower teams, like uh, the Oilers and such, mm-hmm. kind of being mediocre. He did it. He hiccuped. Well, I, I drank a big old cup uh, of coffee. Achievement unlocked. Number six. Uh, Blue Jackets of Columbus. Yeah. I'm kind of surprised you have them this high. <laughs> They're moving down. <laughs> yeah. As, yeah. You, as you can tell. Like, um, and that's why I would have had Ottawa above them for sure. Um, they, are, they are still six and four over the last ten. They've kind of evened out after their slump. Yeah. Um, and they did. They beat uh, the Rangers five to two last night, and it was only five to two because of a goal with point three seconds left by the Rangers. Otherwise, it was in much more embarrassing five to one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Columbus. You know, same story as every week. They're uh, they're getting great play from their goalie. Uh, uh, Bobrovsky tied for league lead with Devin Dubnik for wins at thirty two. Yep. Yeah, it's been them all year. I mean, they both had yep. those big streaks. They let up that led up to that game. Yeah. Where they faced off against each other. It was so fun to watch. And yeah, uh, Bobo has a two point two goals against right now. Uh, you guys know Goodness. who's le- you guys you guys know who's leading the league in that right now? Bobo. It's still Jimmy Howard. Wow. Well, that's not fair. Um, at one point nine six, the real leader. If you want to look, you know, if you want to have a cutoff of so many players minutes. that are actually in the NHL, How- yeah. Howard's going to take that average right into the playoffs, and oh, oh. they're not going to go to the nope. playoffs. Oh. <laughs> and guess who's extremely not sad? Several people. So the the real leader, once you put in a minutes cutoff, uh, is Braden Holtby at one point nine seven. That's not surprising at all. Um, number three with the minutes cutoff, Grubauer two point one one. Also not surprising. Where's Dubnik? Uh, I know right he was in, right in between him at two point oh one. All right. Yep. I know he was at one point seven five at one point, which is just out seven of this five. world. Yeah. Sorry. Number you f- said one point seven five at one point. 
Oh. I kind of mess with my head. Sorry, I'll, I'll try not to mess with your head too much. In my defense, I was half asleep. Number five. The York Rangers. The Yorktown Rangers. They're they're seven two and one over the last ten. Despite the ugly loss last night, they've been back playing hard. They're starting to catch up with the uh with the top teams in the Metropolitan. Mm-hmm. They could move back into the uh Especially with Washington top play, three. You know, playing like crap for that stretch. Yeah. That helped them. I mean they've they've uh they've really pushed it, you know, and they might knock Pittsburgh or or uh, Columbus out of uh, the spot that they're in, which would be great. They uh, for them at least they'd get the uh, the higher seed and the uh, home ice advantage. Number four, uh, the Chicago Blackhawk nine and one over the last ten. They holy cow, yeah, yeah. They they have really uh, stepped it up. They are I think one point behind the Wild right now. That's wild. Yeah, no, that's Blackhawks. Oh. So they uh, nailed it. They, uh, they kind of they shift up the rankings a bit there. Um, Minnesota has quite a few games in hand. Yeah, but I mean they're closing the gap right now. If they can, uh, I doubt that it'll win them the division, but they might have a better uh, better chance yeah. in the long run by having a hot streak now. Agreed. Number three, uh, the Penguins out of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Did you catch the uh, outdoor game yesterday? I didn't get to see much of it, but uh, I watched some. Uh, I heard it was pretty good. It, yeah, was, it was. Yeah, very it was. Good. I watched some highlights of it. I tell you uh, what, as hard as we were on those uh, Flyers jerseys, they actually looked pretty sweet on the ice. They looked all right. They, they did. St- they I, did work on the I, ice. I yeah, saw I think, some pictures. And I, I still think, hate them, and they still make me want to barf. But they were all right. And I think it worked because of what Pittsburgh was wearing. Yeah, they like, kinda, if yeah. Pittsburgh came out in white, I don't think I would have liked it. No, but seeing it against the yellow ones, I th- I thought it looked pretty sweet out there. I, it was. A pretty pretty fun game to watch as far as that kind of thing goes. Yeah, so they played outdoors, Philly and, and Pittsburgh um, at Heinz Field, where the Steelers play. And uh, I mean, yeah, it was a good game. Yeah, uh, Pittsburgh came away with a four-two win. Yeah, um, they still uh, Sidney Crosby is still leading the league in goals. He has a five-game point streak, I think, through that one. Yep, um, he's still leading leading the league with thirty-four goals. Um, he he would have had thirty-five. He got. Robbed by Neuver's uh, foot. Yeah. Neuver kicked the Crosby scores as the goalie's kicking the net off its mooring. Oh, that should be a yeah. penalty shot. Yep. And at, at the, the very go- least. If the goalie does it on a save attempt, that's a penalty shot. Yeah. They need to do something about that. Yeah. That's ridiculous. The go- so the goalie, anytime he wants, can just take the net off. Yep. It's, yeah. You know, it's, ridic- it's ridiculous. And Crosby was pissed. He slammed his stick against the glass. I would have, too. Yeah. Because that's amazing. You can't. You can't be like, oh, well, he didn't intend to do it. It just happened in the course of the save. Because then you have to say that for every single one unless it's absolutely blatant. Yeah, it makes more sense when a guy bumps you into the thing. But when a goalie is, I mean, it's his job is to protect the net. Yeah. But to do it in a way that, you know, to, to basically it's a delay a game, in my opinion. Yeah. Anybody yeah. else can hit it. That's fine. Give, yeah. Not the goalie. Give him a penalty shot or a power play, one yeah. or the other. The goalie is straight cheating and yeah. not making the save. Um, he couldn't make the save, so he thought of something else that will work and kicked the net off its mooring. You can't do that. Yeah. yeah. That's a penalty. Um, I think it should be a penalty shot. Yeah. Or yeah. At, le- at least a delay game. Yeah. Pe- yeah. Penalty shot or, or give him a power play. Yeah. Um, 
I think you, you probably have better odds. Uh, probably have better odds with a penalty shot, I would think. Because well, league, league wide, and that stuff happens every single game. It's usually not. It's not always a goalie. It's usually people, a defenseman of yeah. the, of the defending team. You know, will hit it and knock it off, which is still, in my opinion, should be delay game. Right. It, it'll be difficult to judge intent, but still. Yeah, I think I with mean, a goalie, it should just be automatic. Yeah. Because um, it's your job, man. Like, I mean, you're supposed to know where everything is. If you're coming in on a rush and you're the defenseman yeah. running into it, sort of trying to body the 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 forward off of the puck, right. and you kind of get run into it, that's one thing. But to go and to actually knock it off the moorings purposefully. Even if, even if he didn't, it's like, it's still, it's like the goalie's job is to, I don't know, it feels like the net being where it is, is something the goalie should kind of be responsible for. Yeah, I mean, I it's not like it moves throughout the game. No more movable nets. Well, that's going to result in some deaths. That's fine. <laughs> that's fine. They don't move the walls in NASCAR. If, we, if we've learned one thing from the NHL, it's that they don't care about head injuries. It's true. That's true. Number two? Is that where we are? Yeah. It's the Minnesota Wild. Ooh, they're all right. Yeah, they're they're the the Wilds are pretty good right now. Fun fun fact about them: um, plus minus top seven in the league, five of them Minnesota Wild players. I'm not surprised. There and you know, there's obviously a reason for that because they are plus sixty goal differential. Only plus sixty. Plus sixty. They're in second in that category, behind number one, the Washington Capitals, who are plus seventy. They don't let in goals. Yeah. Like, Ever. Last time I checked, Ottawa was plus zero in goals. Uh, I think they're... They've moved since then. This is like earlier. Th- they're yeah, plus three. They're, yeah. yeah. They were plus zero the other day. Um, they're, like, oh not, they're not the closest to absolute zero. Uh, that goes to the Kings, who are negative one, and the Ducks, who are plus one. Ah. But yeah, uh, I did notice that as well, that they were... Well, they had no number in that category. It was just a scratch mark. Um, but yeah, the Capitals, I mean, we've mentioned the, they continue, the goaltending. And from they both continue goalies. to be as good as they were all of last regular season. Right. But th- see, this time they're getting backup goaltending on top of their great starting goaltending. Yeah. Um, so Holtby hasn't had to win 48 games this year. Right. Um, their, uh, their leading scorer, Nicholas Backstrom, has 63 points. Uh, so it's not Ovechkin, which is kind of surprising. Um, they... I've said it before. I think this is the year that they finally end it and they do make the final. Yeah. Um, I'm putting my money on it. I'm not saying they're going to win it. I mean, it. their window's been open for a while. Yeah. I'm still on Pittsburgh. Yeah? Mm-hmm. I'm still on Pittsburgh making it in the East. Well, it's either it's either Pittsburgh or Washington. It's I, I, I can't really see any of the other teams unless the Rangers continue their push. Yeah. I'm really hoping that it's none of them. Yeah. <laughs> Tom, none. Tom, 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 someone has to go from the I'm east. I'm hoping it's none teams. Yeah, someone has to go and from it's... the east. I just don't want it to be from the Metropolitan. Okay, fair enough. All right, fine. Ottawa will go. Jeez. That's fine with me. As long as Anaheim's not there, we'll be all right. But don't worry, they're not even on my power ranking. Praise the Lord. But are they in the playoff hunt? And past the ammunition. Yes. Yeah. So they just acquired Patrick Eves from Dallas. Yeah. A little boost for them. Peeves. That's what I like to call him. What? Nothing. All right. What do you call him? Patrick Eves. That uh, takes too long. Okay, but I don't say his name often enough that it would make any difference. In You're wasting a lot of time now talking day about day to day life, justifying you know because your, that's my job to talk about. Your Are position. you saying see the world or Sea World? Sea World. See, I still don't know what you're saying. <laughs> when number me, zero. When me president, they see. There's no number zero. Our president does talk like that. That's fine. The office saw the future. <laughs> So in our uh, ongoing series of previewing baseball divisions, we have come to L East, 
One of my favorite old baseball players from the old days. Mm-hmm. AL East. We're talking about the AL East today. He played for every team in the AL East, and that's why they call it the AL East. Right. Uh, Little known fact. So we're going to start off. Go Little five, cared fact. Yes. Go 5-1 to one from last year's standings. Uh, number five, the Tampa Bay Rays. They finished last year 68-94 and uh, under Kevin Cash, who is 148-176 in his career. Key additions for them, uh, Wilson Ramos... Colby Rasmus, Corey Rasmus. That doesn't make any sense. Um, and Logan Morrison. They didn't really lose anybody. And they've got Logan Forsyth, Evan Longoria, Brad Miller, Steven Souza, Chris Archer all returning. Um, it's such a competitive division that I can't say with any kind of confidence that they're going to be better this year than they were last year. They'll be better as a team, but they'll still be in fifth. Yeah. Right. They'll they'll finish last in the standings in, in that division. Yeah. I mean, um, they were they were 25 games back they suck. at the end of the season. Yeah. They I, suck, and it thrills me. I, I, you know, I can't, uh, can't see them getting too much better with the additions that they made. Um, yeah. I, and again, like I said, it, it was the most competitive division in baseball last year, and I expect it to be among the most competitive this year. I think we all three picked different AL West winners, um, so we obviously all think that that's going to be super competitive this year. Um, so I just I don't see Tampa getting into it with these other four teams. Um, the New York Yankees finished last year 84 and 78 uh, under Joe Girardi, who returns this year with a career record of 897 and 723. He's been around a little while. Uh, yeah, he had that, he had that one year with the Marlins, and then he's been uh, been managing the Yankees for the last uh, what, six years or so, roughly. Like that. Uh, key additions for them: uh, they just signed Chris Carter to play first base and do a little DHing. Um, Matt Holliday in the outfield, and they brought back Aroldis Chapman uh, after he left the Cubs. So they're the ones who threw the bucket of money at him. Yeah. Um, only key loss: they traded Brian McCann to Houston, uh, and they are returning Didi Gregorius. Uh, Tanaka, CC Sabathia, and Starling Castro from last year's squad. So, um, again, you know, they might be able to challenge Toronto and Baltimore um, to maybe move up a couple games, but I don't really think so. I think they're probably going to finish in fourth again this year. I agree. Uh, I think the Yankees yeah, will also finish fourth. Yeah. The, the, I don't think there's going to be a lot of movement in the in the division at all, honestly. Neither do I. Um, I think it's going to remain largely the same. Couple more wins for a couple of teams. Couple more losses for a couple of teams. Yeah. Um, the Blue Jays finished third last year, eighty-nine and seventy-three. Um, finished third based on a tiebreaker. They had the same record as the Orioles and went on to beat the Orioles in the wild card game. Uh, managed by John Gibbons in his second go around, uh, six forty-four and six fourteen lifetime. They didn't add anybody. Nope. Um, they did lose Edwin Encarnacion and R.A. Dickey, but. They re-signed Jose Bautista, Donaldson, Martin, Tulowitzki. They're back. Stroman and Estrada are back. Yep. Uh, they're largely the same team. Yeah, they're going to hurt for production out of the DH spot now. But yeah, but it won't kill them. Yeah, it's not going to be that bad. I expect them to finish probably in third and make it as a wild card again this year. I expect Toronto to finish first or second, honestly. Like, I'm leaning really hard towards second, but yeah. I think that they're going to finish first or second. Um, none, of, none of these teams really lost all that much. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, David Ortiz. Yeah, yeah, and that's so the, the, and that's the big the, one. So yeah. they're going to struggle out of the, out of the bullp- or out of the DH as well. Yeah, so, you know, yeah. That's, that's gonna, that's, I think it's going to even out a little. Right. But it's gonna put, I think it's going to put Toronto in second. Yeah. Um, last year's second-place team, the Baltimore Orioles, as we said, lost to Toronto in a uh, – 
in the wild card game last year. Hell yes, they did. 89 and 73. Uh, Buck Showalter in his one millionth year managing. Uh, 1,429 wins, 1,315 losses. He sucks. Um, key additions for them, Wellington Castillo and Seth Smith, uh, who they acquired from Seattle in a trade. Uh, their only key loss was Matt Wieters, um, <laughs> which it's a re- funny name. Yeah, replacing him with uh, Weeder with Castillo uh, probably cancels that out. Uh, returning Chris Davis, J.J. Hardy, Manny Machado, Jones, Trumbo, Tillman, Britton, O'Day. And they're largely the same team, just like Toronto. Mm-hmm. Um, Toronto's got good pitching again, too. Yeah. You know? Yep. It's like R.A. Dickey was a waste of a starting position, yeah. in my opinion. I think uh, I think those two teams are going to be within a couple games of each other again this year. Yeah. you Because know, they finished with the same record yep. last year. Yep. And I, I did say that I think Toronto will finish third. It would not surprise me if these three teams at the top it would not surprise me for any of them to finish in any of the top three spots. Yeah. You know, I just, the, you know, the way I'm picking it, I'm just going to say it's going to wind up being the exact same way it was last year. Um, and the Red Sox finished 93 and 69 under John Farrell. <laughs> 93. Four, 493 and uh, oh. 479 over his career. Uh, obviously, the key loss for them, David Ortiz. Yeah. You, I got have, to see him in his final You're going to have a hard yeah. time replacing that. Yeah. Um, that's a that's a big loss for them. They also traded uh, Clay Buchholz to Philadelphia and sent Yon Makata to the White Sox along with Michael Kopech uh, when they acquired Chris Sale. Uh, in addition to Sale, they traded for Tyler Thornburg from Milwaukee and signed Mitch Moreland. So they got a lot coming in for starting pitching, um, and they still have David Price and Rick Porcello. So... Their pitching staff got better. They just uh, got to hide all the scissors. They're hitting right. Yeah. When right. Sale gets there, chopping up jerseys he doesn't want to wear. As long as they don't wear pullovers, I think they'll be all right. Yeah. I don't, yeah. It's just a shirt, man. Yep. Uh, they're also returning Hanley Ramirez, Dustin Pedroia, Xander Bogarts, and Mookie Betts. So, um, <laughs> Betts. You know, obviously they're going to lose a lot with Ortiz. Butts, Tom. Um, oh, sorry. I'm going to go ahead and make them my pick for AL East champion for this year. <laughs> all right, Mr. Fart Sound, who do you have? Well, like I said, I got Tampa in fifth. I got New York in fourth. Um, I got Baltimore in third. Uh, I think I'll go with Boston in second, Toronto in first. I don't even care. I'm a homer. Whatever. All right. Screw you. No, I don't <laughs> think. Here's the thing. I don't think it's a homer pick. I think, like I said, those three teams, Baltimore, Toronto, Boston, yeah. I can see them winding up in any of the top three spots. So I don't really think it's a homer pick. For the sake of. Uh, e- even if it is, I don't care. Come yeah, at me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, For yeah. the sake of argument, I'll go with Baltimore then. <laughs> so we're going to have three, yeah. three separate again. Why go. not? Uh, right. It was a toss up for me anyway. Right. That works. Um, so uh, I'm going to Toronto. I'm so excited. I got my passport already, and I bought my game tickets. I bought three tickets, three games in a row. Oh, man. I'm seeing. So you're <laughs> giving yourself a pretty good chance of seeing a win. Yeah, because it's against the Rangers, so you got to get three. You got to get yeah. a few games. I'm seeing the Rangers play on Friday, May 26th or something like that, whatever that Friday is. Uh, I'll be in Canada Memorial Day weekend, and uh, – I'll see Toronto on uh, Friday, host the Rangers, and then again on Saturday, and then again on Sunday. That's so, pretty cool. If we blow them up really big Friday and Saturday, maybe I won't go to the Sunday game and just do <laughs> some other stuff. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's why I bought three games worth of tickets. So I'm going, you know, I'm not going by myself, but the the second and third game, I am going by myself. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, it should be fun. I got, I got all three tickets in, like, different sections of the stadium, too, kind of, so... Try to do as much as I can up there. Yeah. Because it's not every day you can go to Toronto. It's not even every decade. Right. I didn't go in my 20s at all. I went when I was 19, <laughs> which means you were 16 when we went. Yeah, I have a year. 
I have, before I miss a decade. I have never, I've never been to Canada. What? Yeah, that's weird. I've never been to Canada. Um, it's great. I will, I will be going for the first time. And actually, David, I told you it looks like I might beat you by a little bit. Yes, because it is a race. If oh yeah, <laughs> not not that I. You already beat me by however many decades. That is true. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, we were talking. Uh, my son is also a Blue Jays fan, and they have a they have a home game on his birthday. Um, so we talked about taking him, um, but uh, I don't know if that's going to work out the way we want it to. He uh, he really wants to go, but I think I'm going to have to disappoint him as I typically do as a father. Let me break it to him. Loving kids cry. <laughs> um, so we need to backtrack a little bit to the NL West because you never actually made a uh, a prediction in your notes for the NL West. I picked the Giants. Tom picked the Dodgers. Oh man, I don't remember what I even said. I think you said that the uh, the Giants would be slightly worse this year. So yeah, we took that to mean that you were picking the Dodgers. Oh okay, then yeah, take so, it to mean that. Okay, Dodgers. All right, yeah. So I mean, you could have picked the Diamondbacks or the Rockies or the Padres. We could have had different I, winners in all three so far. But you know, I don't think that's a wise idea. It doesn't sound like I picked one of those three teams. You talked about their blood pants, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Great. Um, Eric did, however, go full homer. Oh yeah, and Eric, pick the Diamondbacks, even though they have no shot. Eric is so pumped for baseball. I was watching him. He was he was getting on there uh, on the MLB um, app. I I listened to the Pirates' first radio broadcast of the season yesterday. Wow! It was because it's spring, and I wanted to feel like it was warmer than it was yesterday. Was it your Pirates guys? Yeah. Oh my. God, I, yeah. To hear guys, them call a regular mm, season game sucks. I don't want to hear them call a game in Florida in someone's backyard. So bad that it's funny with college kids. They are terrible. Like, I lo- there was one point last season where they were talking about a praying mantis that had gotten yeah. into the booth. <laughs> yes, and that was just that's that, kind of fun though. That's what baseball announcers are supposed to talk about. Well, in yeah, well, in one sense, it does put the picture in your head of like. Baseball for me has always just been like, I'm going to sit here and be lazy. Yeah. And it's nice out. And I honestly don't care what's happening. And, you know, there's a plane buzzing around with the banner. And, <laughs> you know, like, it doesn't matter what's happening. Yeah, that's. And and then the bug lands on my leg. And, okay, it's a praying man. It's cool. If the bug landed on Tom's <laughs> leg, he would, be in, he would be in excruciating pain due to his... Uh, his knees constantly sunburned knees. Yeah, but I mean that's just uh, the 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 praying mantis story is kind of cool because yeah. it's just like eh, we're just watching baseball, talking about getting the pool up. Oh look, a praying mantis. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's that's summer to me. That's and like that's why I like I don't hate them. I don't really like them too much as as announcers, but I like that they'll talk about something that has nothing to do with baseball and then yeah. every once in a while uh, and that one goes inside yeah they're goofy and, you know you get you get the calls for the game but you also get a lot of irreverent crap and i think that's what baseball announcers are are best at is irreverent crap absolutely tim tebow has reported for mets camp oh god i think that still came through no, I knew it would. I had to <laughs> angle it about 45 degrees from the mic so no one's faces blew off. Because oh. unlike you, I'm thinking about the listeners. Oh, my Lord. All right. I thought so, we were just talking to ourselves here. Quick uh, quick little thing on the Tebow issue. I think he meant irrelevant. Looking anyway. at... Oh, I can hear him oh, better with the headphones. Oh, no. Off. Oh, no. This is, <laughs> this is relevant. And this irritates me. No, I mean, Tom meant irrelevant. Oh, oh, sorry. I, th- I thought that you were saying that irreverent didn't really fit. Right. Um, <laughs> Probably. That's the, why I'm here. In the Mets team shop, 
down in Florida right now. Oh God, they're doing the same thing the Jets did. Player, just... no, no, player, player shirts. Mm. You know, not not quite a jersey, but the shirt with the they call them a jersey. Yes, jerseys. I don't. These are the ones that Vade. they. These are the ones that they have prominently displayed for you to choose from. Oh God, David Wright, Jose Reyes, uh, Conforto, Mats, Harvey, Noah Syndergaard, Jacob Degrom, Cespedes, Tebow, no Curtis Granderson. No Curtis Granderson. Does he wear 15? But they make room for Tebow. Yeah, he's wearing 15. What a jackass. But they make room for Tebow. Because it'll sell for 10 minutes. Yep. And then when it's proven that he's bad at baseball, too, he'll go away, hopefully. It's unbelievable. Until the next thing. There are are a lot of sports out there, He's going to play soccer next. He's going to play ILI, JILI. That picture, courtesy of uh, Ken Davidoff. So thank you, Ken, for that. Thanks, Ken. Hey, Uh, Ken. We still still hitting the ski-doos this weekend, Ken, or something. I don't know. What? I'm rusty. It's preseason for me, too. Uh, Steve Eiserman, trading Bishop to L.A. was the, quote, only option. I don't think it was the only option. There is always only one option <laughs> for everything. You could have not traded him. Oh, it sounds like L.A. was the only offer on the table. Well, then it was the only option. <laughs> <laughs> if he uh, if he was determined to trade him, it was indeed the only option. Yeah, so. They're a bit of a mess right now. Well, down in Tampa. so many injuries. Yeah, they're kind of screwed. Their window's probably closing. Yeah. yeah, that that big contract by Stamkos, he's in his prime, and it looks like they're going to waste his prime. Yeah. Oh, uh, by the way, Wild and Kings play tonight. Ooh. I, uh, it's unlikely that Bishop will be the starting goaltender from everything I've read so far. Yeah. But, yes, they do square off tonight. From everything I've read so far, Bishops and I Kings. haven't read anything so far, so I don't know. Bishops and Kings. I get it. Like chess. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> and the prawns are going to win. Oh, man. There really wasn't a lot of NFL news to discuss this week. Uh, one thing to bring up, the Bears are not going to tag Alshon Jeffrey, so he will become probably the most sought-after free agent wide receiver this year. Well, the Saints always have a ton of money, so. Um, um, oh, wait. The uh, the Chiefs are expected to let Don Terry Poe hit free agency. Yes. They're, supposedly they're going to tag Eric Berry. Poe should go to the Ravens. No. No, he shouldn't. Also, rumors that the Chiefs will be cutting Jamal Charles. Well, they did sign C.J. Spiller, which I don't know if that's necessarily a replacement. Jamal Charles can tear his MCL on opening day somewhere else. I think they're I think they're okay going forward with uh, Spencer Ware. Uh, we've 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 talked before. I think it might be something to do with with the trainers. Yeah. Or or yeah, the maybe. grass there. Yeah. At Arrowhead. Because every season, seems like a running back is getting injured. It's always Charles, too. Charles has been injured so many times. And many seasons, it's more than one. You have these guys who you think of as elite guys. They're elite running backs with all that talent and whatever. But we never got to see Jamal Charles do anything. Yeah. Because of all those injuries. Yeah, like two years where he went over 1,600. And the rest of it, it's all been potential that's been ended by these pretty terrible injuries. In the last two seasons, he's missed 20 games. Yeah. That's you know that yeah, sucks. I I really do think it's something to do with with uh, with the trainers or or the grass there because having it happen year after year to multiple running backs, yep. it seems like it's a bigger problem than just an injury prone guy. Yeah. Well, hopefully they can figure out what's going on down there in Kansas City and get things squared away before they have to you know make a decision on Charles because I'd like to see him. It's not like they're going to develop a passing game anytime soon. Right. Uh, yeah, David, you weren't here last week. Uh, Tom and I did discuss um, maybe some dark horse landing spots for Tony Romo, and I brought up Kansas City. 
Tony Romo can throw the ball downfield. Yeah. Alex Smith cannot. That is true. I think it instantly puts them on a level with New England. That'd be fun. They've got the defense that New England has. And yeah, Tony Romo isn't Tom Brady, but I, it, it puts him up there in that top team conversation with the Steelers and the Patriots. Yeah. So. Yeah, if he doesn't break his neck. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if on that field. Yeah. <laughs> on that bad if, grass. If it is bad grass, <laughs> that's not a good place for a guy like Tony Romo. Oh. I mean, who he might get better protection. They do have a better pass protection than they do. than the Cowboys. Yeah. Um, but we'll, we'll see. All it takes is one play. Uh, we got what free agency is right around the corner, so coming up pretty soon. Yep, it's. Uh, I saw it on Sylvania. Talk about. Uh, talk about. Some moves coming up pretty soon. I know some guys have started to sign, like you said, Spiller signed with the Chiefs, and a couple more lesser players that got cut starting to get some deals. But the the big fish will be fried. Uh, what March ninth? Uh, yeah, I think so. The league year. The salary so. cap is supposed to be about one hundred sixty million. So is, is that ten that million down from last year? No, nope, ten million over last year. Is it? Saints are thrilled. Saints love when the cap goes. Up. They can sign. They Steelers can sign too. another over the hill defender. Yeah, we need to just go three years with the cap going up and not doing anything with that money. Yeah, you know? just, and then four years from now we'll have a billion dollars and we'll win another Super Bowl. Right. Well, four years from now the cap will be a billion dollars. Yeah, yeah. perfect. Be perfect for us. I don't know. I, I'd like to have a move to at least get excited about when it happens. I you know. Oh yeah. Green Bay stands pat in free agency every year, and it. It's kind of worrisome when you have no pass defense. It's boring, and you don't you don't want to go out there and try to correct it. Uh, at least at least the Saints are trying to address the problems. Yeah, I'm more excited to read about who the Steelers took in the draft than who they'll get in free agency. Yeah, um, because we've got a lot of money to to dish out before we even talk about signing free agents. We got to get a new deal for Antonio Brown. Got to get a deal for Le'Veon Bell. Uh, you mean notable rap artist Le'Veon Bell? He did release a uh, a a rapping album. a mixtape of some sort, which I've been told is pretty good. Hey, who who told you that? I would have to be told that. The internet. I I haven't listened to it, but I'd have to be told that because it's rap and I can't stomach it. <laughs> I know they are all rapists, Jerry. <laughs> Oh. I was thinking about starting up Parks and Rec. It's been a couple of years since I watched it, actually. Yeah. I was thinking about starting that up again. Did you ever finish it? No. I didn't think so. <laughs> I never watched the final season. It uh, It's worth it because I'm a completionist, but yeah, yeah. it was kind of a letdown on some fronts. Well, just the premise of it being in the future like that was kind of yeah. stupid. Although but. them nailing the Cubs World Series win was kind of funny because everybody was making a big deal about Back to the Future called it. Yeah. Well, they fast-forwarded to 2017 right. and said that the Cubs won it last year, so they actually got it right. Yep. I always thought it was funny that on Back to the Future Day, the Cubs got eliminated yeah, from when the they playoffs. Got, yeah, they that got cracked the me Mets. up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that did crack me. I, up. Someone on on Twitter said it would be the cubsiest thing ever. It was, yes, that. and it did, and it was, and it happened. Uh, now it's the cardinalsiest thing ever because they're the longest drought in North American sports. Which one? Arizona. Oh yeah. Oh, you mean what? Forever? I mean fifty something years. Which is forever in sports terms. <laughs> it's only they're only about half as far as the Cubs got. So uh... buckle up. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Yeah. You're ready, Cardinals fans. It's be a long, depressing ride. Unfortunately, they don't look to be solving the problem anytime soon. Yeah. Carson Palmer's only getting older. They d- if you play your cards right, your great-grandchildren will have a team to celebrate. Yeah. There we go. So we could we could talk about the Cardinals' uh, possibilities in the draft. We, we all know they need to get a quarterback of the future. 
Palmer's only got one or two more years left. And and Palmer had that one season. I mean, <laughs> they look to be just very middle of the road years yeah. at and best. Larry Fitzgerald's not going to be there forever either. Uh, probably only one more year. It sounds right. like right. Um, I do think the Cardinals are in the perfect position to uh, pick up a guy like Deshaun Kaiser. They're in the they're in the teens, and I think you got two or three teams ahead of them that are going to need a quarterback, and they've got the ammunition with draft picks to move up ahead of one of them if they have to. So I, I would look for them to go quarterback first round and have, have the heir apparent ready and waiting behind uh, Palmer and Drew Stanton for the next year. Yeah, it's, uh, that's a distinct possibility. They uh, Their biggest need is going to be at quarterback after after Carson Palmer goes. Um, but they do also need to address some other things. They've They've got their running backs covered, but from the wide receiver standpoint, it's kind of blurry. Yeah, I mean, and, yeah, you've got these guys that'll have these huge games every once in a while outside of Larry, and and with him gone, he's—I mean—he's the veteran presence in that receiving core. Um, you may need to look at free agency to get a guy. Alshon Jeffrey, possibly. Um, but you really need to address a lot of things in this year's draft. Yeah. Oh, I was reading just some old draft stories. Uh. When Emmanuel Sanders was coming out for the draft, he uh, he was afraid the teams would think he was too small. So ahead of the weigh-in at the combine, he he drank two gallons of water Good and Lord. put on seventeen pounds for his <laughs> oh, weigh-in. Man, oh my God! Why two gallons for weigh-in? Didn't pee before weigh-in. Now peed right on the, the thing, right on the scale. Yeah, the thing about that is. If your uh, if your sample is too diluted for the drug testing, yeah, it gets flagged. So he uh, had to make sure he had his drug test, then drank the water, yeah. then had to weigh in. Oh, jeez. So that that is one of my favorite uh, favorite combine stories. I, That's amazing. I don't put a lot of stock in the combine. You're watching guys run around in shorts and t-shirts. It's I mean you're not going to get anything out of the combine no. that you didn't already know. I Throw, mean come on. You want to know what a guy runs in a forty? Throw pads on him. Yeah. <sighs> Also, I can't. he's never going to run 40 yards <laughs> in a game unless yeah, yeah. it's, it's you know, he's chasing someone or he's got the football. You're going to run for, yeah. And even then, if if you're going to be running 40 yards, you're, you've already beaten your defensive back. Yeah. You're gone. You're not going to have to really worry about full speed the yeah. entire time. No, the combine's a waste of time. It's just another thing for the NFL to say, oh, look what we got. And it's another thing for the media to be like, oh, my gosh, I'm so excited, and you yeah. should be too. There's, you know, no. back back before ESPN, the draft and the combine, they always happened. They yeah. were still things. Yeah. But and we didn't sit there and gu- watch. Guess what happened when we didn't pay attention? Teams still played games. Teams still won Super Bowls. I, no, we don't need it. I don't need it. There are people that just freak out about I was this gonna every say, year. I was going to say, just because we don't need it doesn't mean there you know, aren't people that do. Cause I don't they've think started they do. Selling, they've started selling tickets to the Combine. I know. And people go. I know. So, people freak, but they don't need to. This is stupid. I mean, we don't need to watch fo- sports at all. But right. like, it's just, it's just it's ridiculous. The only people that really uh, need to go to the Combine are the athletes invited to the Combine and the scouts whose job it is to scout. Right. Yeah. But again, like I wonder, like how useful is the combine? Honestly, well, 
it it does give you it does give you official weights and and heights that every team gets the same thing so it's not you know yeah right which you can get by putting a list on the internet yeah i know well yeah but i mean it's you know you got the official people there doing it so it is nfl people doing it so everyone gets the same list and everything and you get the drug test it's all centralized yeah. samples aren't leaving you know you don't have guys getting samples in florida and then in wisconsin yeah, that, and then in seattle yeah know. that part's true yeah well, they, they could just as easily do it at a nearby medical center than do it at Lucas Oil Field. <laughs> right, but I... Yeah, people didn't come watch me piss in a cup. Right. Um, I wish they would have. And then, and then the biggest part of it that I, I think teams value more than the uh, weightlifting and the running and everything, every team gets the 15 minutes to sit down with the player. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I guess there's some stuff, but still, it's like, what if you didn't have it? Uh, We'd still be all right. You know, the teams get the teams get the get the 15 minutes to talk to these kids at the combine. That's a visit that they don't have to spend going to a college for a pro day to talk to the kids because you yeah. only get you only get so many. It does save time centralizing it yeah. and having everyone go there. I guess so. I, mean, I don't like need, the, I, but I don't need to watch no, it. No, I don't need it. But there is <sighs> yeah. definitely a purpose, and yeah, I, I, guess. I think yeah. it is a very good thing for these athletes. Yeah. My so. thing is, I I don't need to watch it or pay attention to it but i will end up watching and paying attention to it right yeah because you're, there's you're gonna be nothing there else a, to yeah, do you're gonna be sitting there on a saturday with literally nothing to do you're gonna flip the channel and not, you're gonna be like not me this is kind of football related <laughs> and it, you're gonna watch like two guys run the 40 and then you're gonna flip five more channels maybe yeah that's <laughs> that's the most i'll watch right if it's anything like the saturdays i've been having i won't have time or, yeah I've, or i'll just have i mean the reason i it, haven't it'll been on be on and it'll just be I'll do, be doing something else. I'll be yeah. writing something or or painting, a lot and of, there'll be sports behind me. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I mean, a lot of the reason I haven't been on the show in a month and a half or whatever has it's just like I'm working every day on on that film. <laughs> yeah, and you know I don't even know what's going on this weekend too. It's like I could be wiped. I've got a lot of scenes this weekend. Yeah, and I get chased around and I get my hand bitten off and all that. So that's gonna hurt. They're actually gonna bite his hand off. Yeah, they're, they're practical no, effects, man. Yeah. Practical effects. No special effects here, man. Yeah. No, it's been a hell of a lot of fun, but yeah, it just wipes me out. David's nickname will be Nubby yep. after this uh the shoot is over. That was Eli's name. We used to call him that. We do need to get Eli on the show at some point. I know it's difficult because of his work schedule and everything. Maybe we can do another special episode like on a weekend night. Yeah, I'll ask him what his best what what you know what his availability would be we need to get we need to get a round table thing going with like 30 people not, eh, maybe not that many but like just get get a lot of our sports friends and and just kind of hold a panel and like I'll just pose questions and see how many different viewpoints we can get out of it yeah you'd have to you'd have to keep there'd have to be rules because oh, yeah. six people talking at once would be a mess well it, it, like I said, you know do, <laughs> do like a panel like, where uh, like I I pose a question and I say Tom yeah, right. you know do it like what's my line <laughs> You know the old game show? Yes. Where you bring somebody in and and a panel of, of famous people have to guess what their job is? Yeah. yeah. I think, uh, you know, like, I'll, I'll ask Tom, I'm like, you know, what, what's your take on this? He'll get his, and then, you know, like, I'll go to Eli for a rebuttal to Tom's statement if I, you know, like, I know that they're going to disagree. And then I'll go to Mason because he's going to, he's going to, you know, reinforce one of their ideas or something like he's that. He's going to antagonize you? Yeah. Like at the <laughs> bar the other night. He's an antagonizer. What time are we leaving tomorrow for that basketball game? Yeah, people people want to know. It's yeah, sports know. related. Uh, my uh, my wife wants to know. She keeps bugging me about it. It's at seven their time. Yeah, eight p.m. our time. So counting time travel. Yes. <laughs> Thank there you, you go. Tom. Oh, yeah, I don't know. We can talk about it tonight. All right. I also had a. 
parking issue I got to talk to you we'll about do a, off air. We'll do but, a special uh, episode where we talk about it tonight. Yeah, sounds good. So, All right, well, we are reaching the end of the show, which means it's time to bring back one of our segments that we have not done for a while. Uh, we are going to talk about a ballpark for the first time in a long time. Yeah. And uh, Tom had this idea to do the Cleveland Brown Stadium, which is now First Energy. It's been First Energy for a while. Yeah. Yeah. It was First Energy when I went there years and years ago. Yeah. So take it away, Tom. The Browns play there, but uh, the time that I went there, it was really a Pittsburgh Steelers home game. I mean, are we sure we didn't do this already? <laughs> we we may have done it in passing. I don't know that we've done it as an official bar, ballpark. Okay. Um, and if we did, Michael said that no one would remember. Oh, okay. So, And I didn't remember, so. So everyone rewind and plug your ears for about 10 seconds so you don't hear this part where we're talking about you. Um, the Browns play there. It's... It's all right. It's it's a pretty good stadium. It, it was built in uh, 19... Well, ground was broken in 1997. It was built for the return of the Cleveland Browns. Um, so they broke ground a year after they couldn't pay... They couldn't build a new stadium. Yeah. Like, they instantly regretted their decision. And they are still regretting it to this day. Um, they can seat up to 73,708... Oh, I'm sorry. That was... Uh, the attendance record is 73,718, um, but the capacity uh, is only 67,431 for some reason. Um, it, it, is, it has been reduced uh, in 2014. Why'd they reduce the capacity, Tom? People not going to games? I can, it's, it was either that or um, people weren't going to the game. Okay. Well, considering I was able to get tickets for five dollars this past year. Yep. We thought about seeing the Chargers there for like four or five dollars, but um, no. It was Christmas Eve, and yeah, uh, I've got better things to do. Right. Yeah. Although we would have seen them win. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it. It's just a basic run-of-the-mill stadium that was built in 1999. It's. It's nothing special. Lakefront property. Yeah. Lake, it's basically on a pier. Lake Erie front property. <laughs> there are boats like. I parked in this huge gravel lot. Oh yeah, no. And you... then you walk, and you're walking. You have to walk between like a fence and a wall, a brick wall. And I, like I've seen concentration camps on these, uh, you know, Holocaust videos. <laughs> like it, or it just looked like any prison thing, you know? Yeah. Like I'm like, where are the dogs? Like it was ridiculous. Like he felt so weird walking through there, and it's so gloomy, anyways. Where you're walking, you're walking through this gra- giant gravel lot, across another giant gravel lot, between a brick wall and a fence. It's not exciting. Yeah. So I, no. I did not wind up parking there. I did park down. I parked down the street, um, down third, I think. Uh, so I got to walk a couple blocks through through the city to get there. Uh, so it wasn't that bad, and I got to I got to walk up into the open end of the stadium. Yeah. Um, it's uh, it's windy. Yes. So very windy. Yeah. So Tom, when you went, that was what December. January. Uh, Jan- yes, January. What January first, wasn't it? Yeah. We, yeah. David and I sent Tom and uh, David's brother Roger, both Steelers fans, to Cleveland uh, for a Steelers game for Christmas the one year because uh, we're jerks. <laughs> I went there. Uh, I was there in October of two thousand nine, week two. That was my first. Uh, that was actually my first regular season football game. Uh, it was the same season as the preseason game I saw in Chicago yeah. between the Bears and Giants, where actually I saw Jake Cutler's first game oh. as a uh, Bear, uh, and it was unimpressive. Actually, I went no, to... I think he did all right. But uh, that that game in '09 was so cool because like 
Chad Johnson had so many great catches right in front of me, including that fingertip touchdown. Yeah. That was awesome. There uh, there was a, uh, what we call them, fat guy touchdowns. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't remember who it was. I could pull it up here. But he, he, he ran down the entire field, scored right in front of us. It was really fun. It was a really great game. Yeah. I didn't have to pay for it either. For all, for all the years I've been going to games, I did not get to Cleveland for the first time until this past season. Yeah, um, and I got to watch. I watched the Browns go up twenty to nothing, and they lost twenty five to twenty. Yep, against the Raven. Yep, uh, they they scored their third touchdown, went to kick the extra point. It got blocked and returned for two points. It was twenty to two, and it was all downhill from there. Um, As it usually is. Yeah. The fans, so I've heard bad things about Browns fans, um, and they've been rooting for a loser for a long time. So I get some of it. Um, but, uh, being verbally and physically abusive towards other fans is not, uh, not the way to go. We worked with a guy who was also at the game. He was a Ravens fan. The Ravens scored and the guy in front of him just turned around and punched him in the face. Yep. Wow. Yeah, it's amazing. He didn't provoke him at all. No. The Ravens scored to take the lead and he got jacked in the face. And I believe this guy too. He's a nice kid. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. That's just, that's, that's wild. That's like, I didn't see any of that. But I was surrounded by Steelers fans. Right. Yeah. It it was. Yeah. Honestly, there were Browns fans maybe four or five rows in front of us. But the game wasn't a sellout, and I mean it was very cold, and I was we were up in a corner sort of, so there wasn't a lot of room for you know there to be any Browns fans. There were several empty seats in the section, and you have serious dissociative you know, psychopathic issues if you can turn around at a football game and punch a guy in the face. Right. Yeah. What's it take? You know what it takes to do that? I mean, God, I can't even put myself there in my head. What's it take? Yeah. I mean, you, this is the most important thing in your life. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then you're going to turn around and jack a guy. That's just, man, you have to be completely messed up and to do that. Yeah. People I, will do that sober, too. I don't even take the drunk excuse. Right. People will do it sober. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Grow up. But that's so a game. I will say that is the only issue that I saw while I was there. Um, yeah. And I when even then I didn't even really see it, but he was a couple sections down from me and I do I do know that there was a commotion down there. And actually my friend Mel was in that section. Oh yeah. And saw it happen. Um that uh Touchdown return, by the way, it was a 75-yard fumble return by Robert Gathers. Nice. Ah. Not yep. really a fat guy, kind of a... He was a big guy. He's a big guy, but he's not a... He yeah. wasn't a true fat guy, but it was, I, big guy touchdowns are great. Yeah. I know I know he is a defensive lineman, or was, To take it back but, 75 uh, yards. So, yeah, 75 by a big guy. <laughs> but, like, I like I like thinking about those guys like B.J. Yeah. Raji when he yeah. returned that interception, like, yeah, fat guy touchdown. Vince Wilford. Yeah. <laughs> like, 75 yards is really... Like, like when... uh. When James Harrison had that 99-yard interception return in the Super Bowl, and he just laid there, You're cheating your own guy. Did they yeah. officially rule it's, it? Yeah, out he 100? picked it in the oh. end zone. I always thought it was 99 yards, but yeah, he just he got to the end zone and he just laid there. Yep. Yeah, for like two minutes. He's gonna die. Yep. Yep. Now, I I do like the Brown Stadium. Um, it's all right. It's it's. I imagine they'll be getting a new one or losing the team within the next <laughs> four or five years, and then getting a new one. Yep. Yeah. Um, no, I. Uh, I mean, I they did just do renovations. Yeah. I think that's the plan, as opposed to getting a whole new stadium. Yeah, yeah. Which I, you know, I I do like that better than you know a new stadium ever, however many years. Because you know, you're looking at like um, the Giants. I don't think they used any not the football Giants, the the San Francisco, Francisco yeah. Giants. I don't think they used any public money for theirs, and they just finished paying it off. No, they they didn't use public money. They did get a lot of breaks from the the city right which and, and i mean the land that you're the, not the, taking the taxpayers money so give them the yeah. breaks well the land that the stadium is on 
would be really, really profitable for the city. Right. Back then, though, it wouldn't have been. Right. That's, um, that's the thing. It's only profitable profitable now because the ballpark is there well, that, because of everything that's sprung up around it. Well, the entire city really has, has become, you know, more and more like rents have gone up and, and everything is, is trending upwards, um, which is not necessarily always a good thing. You wind up, you wind up pricing people out. Right. Um, but the fact that they have paid off the stadium completely. Yeah. Like, I, I look at that, I'm like, you know, we and we talked about it last week, too. Like, it'd be so nice if these teams would do that. And, like, the Browns renovations, I do know some of it is their money, uh, but I do think that they had a couple of tax uh, bills as well. But, no, I do like the idea of them renovating and refurbishing rather than finding a new site or tearing down and starting from scratch. You know, it is a good stadium. I like to see it stand for a long time. I like to go to a lot more games there. I'd like for a, a more competitive team to play there, honestly. Right. It does get but, kind of boring knowing they're probably going to lose any time you go and see them. Right. But, you know, unfortunately, you know, the way the NFL is set up right now, there is only a small amount of parity. You will get two teams each year. They have ten draft picks. That come out of the basement. They can do something about it. They should, you know what they should do? They have two first-round picks. Fold and move in the middle of the night? No. They have two first-round picks. Take two of the quarterbacks. (laughs) Hedge your bets? Yeah. Get a head start on the one you're going to cut or trade or break or whatever. Take take, (laughs) take, uh, Trubisky with the first. Take Kaiser with the second one. Have them duke it out. Yeah. Because you know what? That's actually probably going to make whoever gets the job better. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if they go into uh, camp knowing that they're going to have to fight for a job, then, you know, the competition will help. But if they go in against who who right now are the Browns quarterbacks? RG3. RG3? It's come full circle. <laughs> we're back to RG3. Oh. We went through eight quarterbacks this year, and we're back to the start. Uh, RG3 and Cody Kessler, because they, they let go of Josh McCown, who actually apparently is close is in close talks with Dallas right now. So looks like Romo will be cut before free agency starts. So they got a new backup in, in Dallas then if they sign McCown? Yep. Which, you know, going from starting for the Browns to backing up for the Cowboys, I think any player would take that in a heartbeat. Oh, definitely. Except, actually, Terrell Pryor wants to get a deal done with Cleveland. Well, probably because it's his only shot. (laughs) I don't know. He's played well at the wide receiver position there. Um, Yeah. He could get a deal somewhere, um, but he wants to stay. Maybe he knows something the rest of us don't. Maybe they're letting him draft the players. I don't year. think Terrell Pryor knows more about Cleveland than everyone else. I don't think there's anything to know about Cleveland that no one else already knows. If if they've got a wink-nod deal for him to draft the players this year. <laughs> yep, that seems likely. A they, wink-nod deal with Terrell Pryor in Cleveland. Th- things, things to know about Cleveland. Rock and roll, funny smell, LeBron was the devil, now he's not. Yeah, pretty much. That's it. That about sums it up. And uh, so I said funny, Cleveland does have like a distinct, each city has a distinct smell. Yes. And with them being right on Lake Erie, it is usually a very heavy uh, water and fish smell. Mm-hmm. Um, not one of my favorite smells, but better than the smell of New York City. I don't know. I didn't really have an issue with the smell of New York City. Well, it was you snowing. Did go, yeah, you did go in the winter. Yeah, we went in the winter when uh, smell moves slower. Uh, through the air, smell particles. There were a couple stinky sewers, but they were sewers, so that yeah, kind of right. makes sense. But yeah. no, yeah, uh, New York's fine. Tampa smells like eggs. Orlando smells like eggs. Yeah, Florida smells like eggs. Washington. Florida, the egg smell capital of the world. <laughs> Washington D.C. smells like bullshit. Yeah, 
Knocked out know. of the park. I don't know if D.C. really had a... There are a lot of food carts in D.C. Yeah. Philly just smells like cheese whiz. Yeah. <laughs> Boston smells like beans. You're going to get yelled at for say, for saying it smells like cheese whiz and not cheese steaks. I know. Boston smells like history. Does it? Yeah. Does it just smells very old? It does. You my, need to go there. My, my favorite thing in the world to say about my trip to Philadelphia because I went on the 4th of July was that I got to spend America's birthday inside of America's womb. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thankfully, Philly does not smell like a womb. If Philly is America's womb, what is Boston? The delivery room? <laughs> I don't want to get too graphic because I just thought of a few answers. Yeah, no, let's not do that. They're all in there. <laughs> Right. The womb's connected and so on. Oh, boy. Yep. All right, so I'm going to go... I'll map it out later. I'm going to go ahead and end the show now. (laughs) Good call. (laughs) On that note. Actually, it is time for us to end our show. Uh, Thank you all for listening. Thank you, David, for being back in studio with us. Yeah. And uh, we have been Ballpark Bros, and we will talk sports at you next week.